your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. everybody welcome back for episode 95 of that scale rc show this is jeremy with travis and adam how's it going you guys good it's going yeah it's going it's going yeah it's uh the end of the year everything's getting crazy um actually i didn't even tell you this before the show um so my work has been hectic because my boss um broke his collarbone over the weekend oh that's a miserable injury yeah racing dirt bikes it was he really yeah dead serious yep yeah he races dirt bike kind of collarbones and that go hand in hand and it was the final race of his of the winter i think winter or fall um series and uh yeah went down dude that's the thing it's like for what you know what i mean like oh god all that abuse on your body well and honestly dude like i was actually kind of like it was one of those things it was like i guess it was always kind of in the back of my mind you know like because he's been racing for a little over a year now and um i was like you know it's it's one of those things we've always kind of been like well what if you you know what if you hurt yourself you know and all of a sudden sunday night sitting there watching yellowstone next thing you know get a text you might have to fly you're gonna be flying solo tomorrow i'm on my way to get x-rays i'm like x-rays for what (laughs) and he goes he goes i think i broke my collarbone and i was like damn I was like, well, hopefully it's a speedy recovery. And he said, bones will heal. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And then (laughs) about two hours later, yeah, I'm going to get surgery. I was like, oh, then you really did a number. I had one that was a spiral fracture that probably should have been plated. And I just got lucky that the like shard that was sticking down had a bunch of calcium that grew around it. And so it wasn't like poking into the tissue as bad anymore, but dude, that's a miserable injury. I mean, like it's so uncomfortable just trying to sleep or anything and get dressed. And I remember the last time I had a broken collarbone, I was working at a bike shop and, uh, I was doing like suspension work and I was pulling a set of forks apart, you know, trying to pop the seal apart on them. And the bone had been like starting to mend, you know, it'd probably been about, I don't know, two weeks or so. And as I'm like trying to get these fork tubes apart, I could feel like it popped back apart again, open, not fun. Collarbones are stupid. Yep. So yeah. yeah, so basically <laughs> I'm doing double duties. So for those who know in my personal life, I do uh electrical 
And I also project manage for the one contractor that, that my boss is a subcontractor for. So kind of like a two for one, but yeah. So now when any electrical stuff happens, instead of like having an extra set of hands or kind of somebody supplying the material or kind of knowing the game plan, I got to figure it all out. I'm not just the lackey anymore. You're the man now. I'm the man, man. Yep. You're going to be telling them how it is pretty soon. Writing bids, making people angry. And then by the time he's back, you can just shovel your mess back onto him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It'll be great. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. There's just not much going on. What's that? I don't know if I can talk about any of the stuff that's crazy for me at the moment, actually. (laughs) I think uh, SOR is nuts. Refly is nuts. It's all nuts. It is nuts. Yeah, a lot happening. I'm trying to think what of the SOR bit I can say. Because I, I'm, I'm really not wanting to like. I mean, like what we what we've done in the past is kind of the lead up for some of these things. Like trailing arms was a good example of this when we'd done that. Was that um, we had really kept the project under wraps for a long time, in part because you know it was in 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 our minds a little bit of a race to get a mount because we thought that that was something that that a lot of companies would be coming out with was, was what we did. Um, and so I, I was really apprehensive about like, you know, any leaks or anything like that and stuff. And I'm kind of not feeling as much of a need for that at this point. So I'm like trying to, trying to like figure out then going forward, like some of the stuff that is going to be happening and, and start getting little bits of information out at the time. Cause there's some cool stuff kind of coming up really soon that yeah, I'm really excited to get out to everybody and get people excited about. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I haven't even told Adam about any of it. Yeah. Man, keeping me in the dark. I know. I'm sorry. No, you're not <laughs> a little bit. yeah i guess whenever we if we ever bring it up on the show because these are also released on fridays then it'll also be released in the whole this week at sor thing so it'll just be a matter of picking a week for some of the early news oh yeah yeah big big stuff in the works nice (sighs) yep oh that's just crazy RC related. I actually got my body today from Todd Norton. The the one that's going to be my replica for the 94. Oh, nice. Oh, right. So, so I'm stoked because now I can finally, I finally have it in my possession. I can finally start figuring out how I'm going to attach it to the chassis. And then I can start playing around with the wheelbase. Well, not the wheelbase. I already, it's got it the fixed wheelbase. Um, but I got to figure out where to mount the Leafs because it's going to be a leaf sprung rig. 
I want a leaf rig so bad. I want to turn a scout into a leaf rig. That'd be like a really good appropriate one for that. Yes, it would. Yeah, I want to do that pretty bad. Well, I've always wanted to do a leaf rig and I've always wanted to do a replica rig. And since mine checks off both, you know, boxes. So this will be your first leaf spring one too? Correct. Wow. I've never had a leaf sprung rig and it's going to be interesting because it's like, I'm, I mean, it's definitely getting built from scratch. So, um, yeah. So we're going to see how it goes. I was just trying to explain to a guy about that, about like leaf spring rigs and stuff. And I used that as a example when I was talking to him, cause he was talking about getting a night runner and he was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to like the IFS and stuff. And I was like, well, think of it like a leaf rig like and kind of like adjust your expectations like you know what's going to be different so you know i mean it's not going to be as good necessarily or better or anything like that it's just it's going to be a different experience altogether and so i kind of used you know leaf spring rig as an example because he wasn't really familiar with ifs or anything like that so yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. I mean, I know leaves are going to be different, um, but there's a guy on Instagram uh, that goes by the name of Twisted Fab. I think. Yeah. Twisted Fab uh-huh. Co. Yeah. He's, he's got a, nothing but leaf rigs and he, he makes every single one of them perform really well. So it's like, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about picking his brain a little bit and being like, you know, what are some of the tips and tricks to get, you know, these rigs to work? Cause I said, you know, cause honestly, I don't want this to just be a total, you know, replica build. I want to be able to actually go and use it. I want to be able to like take it out and, you know, mm-hmm. go to the trails, do all that stuff. Like I don't want to build it and be like, Oh, this can only go out on this certain terrain because you know, it's too fragile. Oh, it doesn't work. Or it doesn't work that well. I mean, I actually want to use it. So, um, Yeah. It's going to take a little, little, you know, getting used to. Um, and then also the other thing is, um, and it's just a personal preference. I know there's multiple ways I could probably do this and it'd be a lot easier and a lot faster, but it's just how I want to do it. Um, there's a couple like other criteria that I'm trying to meet. And obviously being somebody who goes to Axial Fest a lot, I'm trying to make this still Axial Fest legal. So m- some of my challenges are, like getting, you know, axles that are going to work. So yeah. I think I've, cause I basically been talking to my buddy, Nick Lapp. I think I'm going to try to butcher a set of axial SCX 10 straight link or straight axles to make into leaf spring axles. The, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. The one piece ones or the three piece? They're, I think they're all, I think they're one piece. It's, it's the straight actual straight axle conversion. So like if you had a 10, three and you wanted oh, for the 10, three. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was thinking 10, yeah. two. No. Well, originally, I mean, I have some of those, but here's the other thing is I really want to keep the offset pumpkin because you know, that just adds to the scale realism since right. you know, my, my Dana yeah. 60 is a driver side drop. I'm trying to bring that into it. So it's like, you know, I, I outweighed it. Cause like I was thinking about going with the, um, the SSD pro 44s, mm-hmm. 
Um, but I just was like, I don't know. It's like the pro 44 is a good looking axle, but for some reason, the 10, three axle, the housing or the, the pumpkin just looks, looks beefier. So it's like, I might be able to almost pass that off as a Dana 60 style front end versus the actual one that looks like a Dana 44. Does SSD have anything for the three yet? Uh, other than like the, I think like basic stuff, like, you know, like, um, you know, wheels. Oh, maybe, gotcha. Maybe, okay. you know, maybe, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't think they have knuckles. I don't even know if they have anything based on the three. Everything was for the two. So, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, those will be my fallback axles only because I've seen them done because my buddy, Nick, um, he actually is doing that right now. He's doing a custom build and it was funny cause we were kind of like just, uh, you know, texting a little earlier today, we were mm-hmm. bouncing ideas back and forth. And he was like, yeah, for my build that he's doing right now, he's like, I, I built my own chassis myself out of steel. Like, you know, I trade, I drew out what I wanted and then I took, you know, metal, uh, you know, I think he's using solid square stock and he actually is like heating it up and bending it into the shape that he wants to make his chassis and he's welding it all together and all that stuff, which is totally rad. But I said, you've like my criteria trying to make it axial fest legal. Then it's a custom chassis. Right. So I'm trying to stick with, it's going to be an axial chassis. If I have to extend it, cause I'm most likely going to have to extend it. Um, I haven't measured this, but if I'm not mistaken, I believe Todd said it was roughly, I want to say around 13 inch wheelbase, maybe, a little, maybe a little bit longer because that's going to look so good because it's, that's the thing. It's actually proportional to everything. Like you look at right, this, yeah. it, like, like I had, I had it on the bench next to the Jeep. It's actually pretty proportional because it's actually big longer than the Jeep. Nice. So it's like, yeah. So I'm, it, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty stoked. So, um, yeah. So now really the next, like the, the next step is literally like, and I think that's what people don't realize with Leafs. So it's like, I can't just mount that or I can't just build a chassis and be like, Oh, it's going to be this, this wheelbase. It's going to be this, it's going to be that put it all together and then fine tune it. Like when you put the Leafs where they're going to go, that's where they're going to go. There's no swinging it forward unless you move the mounts that it's mounted to. It's not like links where you can lengthen them and shorten them and it's going to change your wheelbase. It's like once you mount the leaves, that's where they sit. So it's like, I kind of got to do all of that. And then the drivetrain, I still haven't a hundred percent figured out which way I want to go yet. So I haven't decided if I, I mean, cause I got, he did give me parts to do a full interior or at least a three quarter ish interior. So I just don't know if I, how far I want to take it. Like, do I put, you know, cause part of me thought about, you know, I know it's one of the most hated transmissions, but I think it does still sit pretty low for what it is. Uh, the 10 two kit transmission hmm. still has a good crawl ratio and you can get it to sit low. So I was thinking about that and then I can still kind of build the interior around that. Yeah, so, that'd be good. But I don't or know. You could do the SSD transmission and motor. That'd be kind of I cool. Thought, 
I thought about that too. Cause actually I do have one of those because that was the motor and transmission I was going to put in my, um, replica from my dad's dump truck, which kind of got put on the back burner. But, um, I do have, I did have pick that up for that rig. So I do have one. So like, if I need to make one work, I probably could. So I just got to kind of play around with it. I would like to build something with one of those transmissions one of these days. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's really, it's really nice. So the only issue I was having is I don't believe you need their cross member or skid plate. I thought it was based off of the axial. It doesn't quite line up. Like the holes are just off just a smidge. So I don't know hmm. if, I was wrong or what? So it's like, I can't get the best of both. Like I can't get both worlds. If I mount it to the skid plate, then the cross member doesn't quite line up on the, on the frame. And if I get it lined up and perfect on the frame, it doesn't quite line up on the skid plate. So it's like, I don't know what's wrong. Like, I don't know if something's tweaked or if, you do need a skid plate for it, like the actual SSD skid plate. Here's something that's relatively new that might be kind of cool too, that might kind of incentivize this for you is um, SSD came out with an aluminum overdrive transfer case that works with their transmission. So wait, an overdrive transfer case. Yeah, I'm about to look that up overdrive transfer case that works with SSD transmission. Yeah. It's, it's for the trail King for that transmission we were talking about. Cause that would make it even more beastly. What are you going to do for trying to combat spring wrap? Like I, I just very briefly messed around with leafs on that Ram charger and it was like, I I know what I need to make it work. I just don't have any way of being able to really do it myself. It's going to have to be like something printed to even be able to like test out, you know, and see how it's going to work. But I, the Leafs have three holes in them and I've seen people use like just the two outside holes before and like certain axle, like the, you know, the link mount blocks or whatever you want to call them that bolt on. Mm -hmm. Um, those, some of them have like three holes or two spaced really far apart, you know? And so you just use those and that kind of with that wider clamping pattern on those mounts, it makes it to where, you know, it doesn't have as much, you know, spring wrap, but it's still a problem. So I think what I'm going to do, even though I don't have it, that is going to be one part that I'm probably going to have to make for the scale truck that I don't have on my one-to-one -one, is I think I'm just going to build a replica one-to-one uh, -one style um, anti-wrap. Uh, so basically like uh, WFO, one of the off-road shops that I deal with a lot. Mm -hmm. I know, I know quite a bit of the guys that work there. Um, and I know the owner pretty well. Um, he has a, um, a bracket and it's similar or a bar, a track bar, I guess is what they call it. 
I think is what they call it. And it basically is similar to a, um, what's the word? Uh, trailing arm kind of setup. So like you mount this kind of this two spot, you know, bracket on your axle. And then there's a bar that kind of like goes into a Y and then that single part of the bar attaches to a shackle. So basically because you're fixing the axle at two points down at the axle, it can't rotate on itself, but because it's got a shackle, it allows movement for when the axle needs to go up and down. Cause the problem, what a lot of people don't realize in the one-to-one world is they'll put a set of track bars on their truck and they go, Oh, I'm going to get a ton of, you know, uh, whatchamacallit's I'm going to get a ton of like traction. I'm going to keep my axle plan. It's not going to wrap. But the problem is your ride becomes super stiff because it's, you got the, the bars don't allow the axle to go up and down. It just keeps it there. So like you, 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 you're, you know, it, it keeps it from rocking or wrapping, but now because it's a fixed bar, it just, goes it doesn't really allow the suspension to move and you get a really rough ride like you feel it in the kidneys and everything so pretty that, brutal that kind of makes sense because like the the arc motion of the you know with like having a trailing arm let's say you know how there's kind of like a radius that you could see the rear wheels making as it goes through its travel like yep. you've got something that's creating that kind of motion and then you've got leaf springs where it's like moving like straight up and down and slightly backwards, you know? So it's like, you've got these two motions kind of fighting each other. Like God, nobody's come up with something better than that. Yeah, there are, there are no, what I'm saying is there's a couple, there are a couple brands like, so for, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm just on WFO's website real quick. They call it a torque arm kit. Interesting here. I'm going to send it in the, in our chat right now so that way you guys can see it see what i'm talking about um let's see. okay it's in i sent it on messenger um so yeah so if you go to that you'll see so basically um this Whoa. is what this is what they use to combat you know the the raw the axle wrap but it still allows the suspension to work because you know obviously with off-road rigs you want your suspension to articulate and do everything it needs to do you're just scale version of that it'd be so sick yeah i would and, uh, and i'm gonna try and come up with one need to that thing's rad yeah and then also because you had me go into the ssd website they do have 10 three specific parts um it's not a lot but they do they have a brass diff cover which looks really really good they have well that bumper says for the 10 to 10 to 10 to a lot of stuff is for the 10 to but you know it works um they got a locker which i don't i believe still works because it's a lot of the same parts they do have a brass portal cover um except for those you uh one says for the capra one says for capra slash 10.3 so i don't know they look the same to me but maybe i'm wrong um they do have steel portal gears for the 10.3 and they also have overdrive portal gears for the 10.3 slash capra they also got knuckles for the capra and 10.3 and then they got scale drive shafts. 
So I really like their drive. I, I like almost everything SSD makes, but I do really like their drive shafts. Yeah. They look really good. So let's see here. Products. <sighs> now you're got me. Got me wanting to do a leaf spring rig really bad. <laughs> I've wanted to for a really long time though, but I mean now I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. See what I'm trying to find is the transmission. There it is. Trail King transmission and mount. You know, I could see having a workbench type jig for building being really convenient for something like this, especially when you're trying to figure out where to hang like the spring perch and then the shackle. See, I must be doing something wrong because if you look at SSD's thing, I swear to God, that's the same layout bolt pattern as the, as the axial. And it even says in their note, all, the only note that it says for SCX 10 to fitting this transmission requires an offset front axle. That's all it says. Huh? So I don't know. Interesting. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going to play around with it still. That's on my, you know, now that it's like, it's one of those things like I didn't want to like really start, um, you know, getting a ton of, ton of parts without the truck being here just like to make sure that like, right. you know, I had whatever. Um, so now that it's here, I think I'm just going to, you know, start gathering some parts to make it happen. That'll be fun. So it's not going to be a super fast build, but it's going to be fun. And then the other thing is, I think I'm going to keep it, I guess, for lack of better words, reliable. So I think I'm going to stay brushed. I don't think I'm going to go brushless on this. Just make it just kind of a workhorse rig. Pretty much because like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my brushless setups, but they require so much more tuning, so much more like, like the fine comb, um, like the fine tooth comb that you have to go through with brushless versus the brushed. I think on a rig like this, I think brushed would just be way easier. I like that Tekken has like their equivalent to punch control now. Mm -hmm. Because I I used that with the uh, pre runner build because I didn't want it to be you know like super violent on asphalt and break gears or anything like that and uh, man it it has like such a nice soft bottom end and like it doesn't just you know want to tear off or anything but it's still like really fast and really powerful and everything but it's just nice that you can kind of tune it to where like chances are you're not going to destroy any gears so that'll be kind of cool i mean not that i've ever had any issues with element gears anyway some people do but i i don't know i'll never understand why some people go through them so bad and then others don't 
Yeah, I, I hear that a lot. There's always people that like, you know, it's like one person's like, oh my God, there's such a pile of crap. It just, you know, and then you got other people that run it forever and you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like I don't even have like the nice machine ones in anything except for my uh, moon buggy. I think that's the only one that has the machined gears and even like all the cast ones, you know, that come in the RTRs and stuff like I have yet to ruin any of them. And I mean, like our EPX, like test mule truck. I mean, that thing has a lot of freaking time on it and it's still alive and kicking. I mean, I haven't even replaced any bearings in it, you know, and then you'll talk to other guys and like go through stuff all the time. And it's just, I don't know. I kind of feel like they maybe shot themselves in the foot a little bit by not having a slipper clutch on that rig with how small the pinion is. Because mm-hmm. the, the ring and pinion are really little compared to the AR-44 ones. So it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I, I don't think that... I think people are probably just mashing on them, getting them bound up and just trying to power through it and stuff. And that that's the only conclusion I can come to just because, you know, of not having any issues with it myself. But I think a slipper clutch probably would have made life a lot easier on everybody. Yeah. We'll see. And I think what a lot of people forget is a slipper clutch. It can be, it, it, it can be a friend. It, it's your life it's your lifeline your lifesaver when it comes to your uh rig when it gets bound up like especially like i let a buddy run one of my rigs and i actually had a a slipper eliminator in that rig and he got the tire wedged into something and he kept trying to go i'm like dude dude, dude, stop you're gonna blow my rig into pieces i was like it does not have a slipper like you see that tire wadded up like that go pick it up (laughs) yeah it's just i i think people forget that they're adjustable too you know like you get to that point where it's getting kind of bound up and you hear the slipper squeal it's like okay you know no big deal reset it or whatever you know i mean it's like especially if it's not like a comp situation which you know 95 percent of the people that are in the facebook groups and stuff aren't doing comps but exactly it's, it's just i don't know Slippers, especially for new to RC people and for whatever reason element attracted like a lot of new people to the hobby. And I I think it was just kind of like this weird, perfect storm where, you know, stuff was getting broken and probably more experienced people probably wouldn't be having those same issues. Well, that's awesome. Okay. Same guy I was just talking about when he was using my rig. So I built him his land cruiser or the replica ish of his land cruiser. And I, and I recently gave it to him, you know, and it was all complete. I tested it out, you know, kind of flexed it out, did all this stuff, made sure it was all, it was all good. He took it out for one run and he was already like, like, I mean the thing, like he was already breaking parts off of it. And I'm sitting here going, dude, I was like, I've built rigs and kind of driven them, you know, mildly hard, or at least what I think is mildly hard and they all hold up just fine. Well, how do you drive that thing? Because I mean, 
shit's breaking left and right. And I'm like, dude, and it kind of makes me question like, did I not build it right? And I'm like, no, I said, dude, that's built the same way I build my rigs and all my rigs hold up. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time imagining myself being in a scenario where it's so bound up where I don't just pick it up. You know what I mean? Like why put yourself through, through that? You know, you know, just pick the thing up, reset it, whatever, you know, chances are you're not at a comp or anything. Anyways, save your equipment. Yep. It just doesn't make sense. I tell you what, though, just from like watching what people are buying in that group and stuff, like there is a lot of element owners buying hobby wing stuff. I don't know if it's that way in the Axial pages too, but my God. Yeah. Hobby wings becoming like the new thing. I, I constantly get that battle from Elio all the time. Like he's like, dude, why don't you just run the, the all in one, whatever the hell it's called. The, 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 ac- the axial, the, um, the, the hobby fusion or whatever. Fusion. And I'm like going, cause I don't want, I don't want to. And secondly, I am sponsored by homes hobbies. So it's like, I'm, you know, kind of <laughs> supposed to do my obligations here. You know, uh, it's just a suggestion. So, I mean, that's like some of these guys, like, you know, it's like if, okay, it's like you guys, you guys are teaking guys, somebody sitting here giving you a hard time about running the fusion. What are you going to say? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, I just, like I said, I just, you know, I have no need to, you know, so I'm happy with the the motors and the ESCs that I run. They all work. So, I mean, there's no need to change it. I mean, I don't know what the big deal is. And it's like, realistically, if you break down the price point, it's really, I mean, you're saving some money, but you're not, to me, not really justifiable in my eyes. And maybe I'm just being a snob, but I just, it's like, I think the, now you got me looking, I got to look it up. Let's see. So the fusion, let's just say, okay. The fusion quick run, 1800 KV. That's 1800. That's 1200. Where's the other ones? Don't have any other ones. Is that, is that all they got? Are those two? Or am I like, or is that just what a main has? I'd imagine they would carry all of it, but I, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, but the only two I find, so let's look at the bottom line, the 1800 KV, it's 156 bucks. You can get in both Holmes Hobbies and Tekken for 150 bucks. You, you can get a, um, you can get a motor and speed controller, not brushless, but you can get a, you know, motor and speed control. Yeah. And also, yeah, like, cool. what if something happens to it? You know, like, oh, the ESC part of it dies, something great. You have to replace the whole thing now. Exactly. Whereas, like, the one, it's, you know, and that's the one, that's the one argument I hear all the time. And I'm sure there's going to be people that don't agree with us, but that is the one argument that I hear all the time is, what if this goes out? 
it's like, yeah, well, and, and the other thing too is unless it's a certain style rig, you're really not saving a lot of space. Cause like, for instance, Todd picked up one of those for the Capra and cause he thought, cause I told him, I was like, he's like, what are you running? And I said, I'm running the, um, Holmes hobby, um, the 2100 KV puller pro with the, um, Mamba X. And I said, the Mamba X was kind of big. So I actually zip tied it to the back part of like the cage thing underneath the drivers, because that's really the only place it would fit. Cause it's just so big. And he was like, yeah, see, I'm worried about space. So I'm gonna try and save space. So he got this. Well, the problem was he couldn't fit it in a certain, like, I forget what he had to do to it, to get it to work. There was something that was hitting. So I think he spaced up the transmission I could be wrong. And I'm like, see, you didn't even really save any space saving, you know, part of it because you, it still didn't fit because it's now longer. Cause basically the speed control portion of it is on the backside of the can. Right. It's not like they're doing this on a stubby. I, I don't know. I just, I can't really buy into it. it i have this weird like deja vu feeling because i just had this conversation with ty the other day because i was talking about how it's just uncanny how many people are talking about the fusion thing and you know i i think we've brought it up in other episodes but like um orion for a while which isn't uh, most crawler guys probably have no idea who team orion is but um they were a fairly prominent brand as far as, you know, off-road racing and like stuff like that. And, uh, they had, I, I think it was kind of marketed more towards like some of their RTRs and stuff that Kyosho had, but, um, Orion had the same type of thing, you know, as what hobby wing has. And it was, it had a really short life cycle. Like it, it wasn't around for, much more than a year or two, I think. And then it went away and they quit making it. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like I said, it's a cool idea. Um, don't get me wrong, but it's just not for everybody. Yeah. So, and then the other thing I've seen that's been kind of weird is and this is not me bashing. It's just like very weird that, you know, it all is around hobby wing. So hobby wing has their, the, I think it's the ax system. Um, they have the ax system and, um, my buddy's kid got that. I forget which one he got was 33 or the 28. I forget which one he got, but he got one of them for his, um, for his 10, three, and he was having major interference with the servo and the sensor wire. And it was making the rig do all kinds of weird stuff. And he had, and basically the answer hobby wing gave was like, first they were like, Oh, you need to try and put um, tape like two pennies to the side of your servo. So you're not, so it, it, like something with it shielding the, what? the, yeah and that's what i'm saying i'm like this so, so, so this is coming from a company telling you to tape pennies on this like it kind of blew my mind then they were like oh no it's the then then the other answer was oh no it's the sensor wire you need to shield the sensor wire so that way it's not 
you know, I don't, like I said, it's just, I'm not trying to knock on them. It's just kind of like weird hearing some of this stuff. You're just like, yeah, no, I'm with you. (laughs) It should just just work. Like you're paying, like, for instance, I'm looking at the hobby wing right now on a main two fifty for the ax system, the 3,300 KV. Ouch. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, not trying to bash on anyone, but it is, you know, kind of crazy. Charlie's going to show up at your house now. Probably. I'm cool with Charlie. What the hell, bro? Very big, big company. That is for sure. Charlie's like I said, I'm not be. trying to... I'm not trying to beat up on him or be whatever, but he's you probably going to be pretty hurt by how you've just caught him backstabbed him super bad. Oh yeah. I backstabbed him. Backstab yeah, him. You backstabbed him. Now he's upset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Travis, what have what you been you doing? What do you mean? What have I been doing? What have you been listening doing? to us rant? Yeah, recording. I just just want to know what's been going on in Travis's RC world. We covered that. I can't talk about any of it. <laughs> Which I I wanted to ask you about, and I forgot to do that today because I didn't want to bother he, you. Oh, okay. He could tell you, but then he'd have to kill you, dude. This week has been the longest three days. It's <laughs> funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, why does this week seem like normally my weeks go by like like that you know like you're just like this all of a sudden just friday yeah, i'm like week for me i kind of really? woke up today yeah. and i was like it's only wednesday dude it just feels like it's been so slow and like uh, mad at him uh we were texting earlier and he was like he goes dude doesn't today feel like it should be friday it's like yeah honestly i mean like three days in and like i'm Tagging my ass already. Like it's been bad. <laughs> not for Travis though. No, not me. Been very <laughs> has a lot, lot. I don't know. It's been Monday for me. Three days this week is <laughs> outstanding. Is where I've been so far. RC land is fine. It's just you know working through stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, just that. Just you know, getting stuff, getting stuff uh, facilitated. That's the word I'll use. Facilitated. Yeah. Facilitating. Facilitating. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm doing. Shows shows you how like the level like when when someone uses like the like the bigger words like that just goes to show you they're the right man for the job. Procurement. He's 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 facilitating procurement. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. (laughs) There's a lot. I can't believe I haven't told Adam about any of this stuff going on. No, the only thing I see, I just got to keep up on like the Instagram and the Facebook post to know what the hell's going on. Uh, we got like secret stuff happening. I mean, I could just spill the first bit of the news now. Go for it. No, I don't even care. <laughs> um, 
we're discontinuing EPX Pro. Yep. There you go. Already? Yeah. Yep. Already. Already. How come? It was a huge failure, and everybody said to me, <laughs> we don't know what you think you're going to do with your business. We sold none. Uh, I heard that so much. We didn't have a single one of them. So we're discontinuing it. Everyone said we would fail. So Are you, you, you're, you're joking. Right? I, I, the things I said were serious. <laughs> People really did say that to me. I don't, they? I don't even remember that. Yep. Oh, well. It was the meaty one. <laughs> I don't know what you think you're going to do with your business or what your plans are, but. Oh, right. <laughs> Funny. Um, yeah, no, we, uh, no, it actually did very well. It was a, um, this was, it, the planned lifespan was a lot longer. So I guess I'll, I'll post that in the, this week at SOR this week. So basically, um, we felt that it, it, honestly, like the demand for it's still good. We moved a lot of them, like on Black Friday and stuff like that. Like we did it, we had a really good like full year for it. And one of the big efforts that I had put into SOR in the last year was you know sourcing it all because that was something that was new for us. Was that you know trying to? It's just a different type of product, different type of game, and so trying to you know one keep them in stock to you know plan ahead on these things. And we had a really good year, you know, once we took care of a couple things, we shifted fulfillment like to me. And then I started doing all that planning on my own and stuff. And so um, what ended up being the catalyst for this, though, was that Builder's Kit 2 came out. And so the Builder's Kit 2 for Element, for anybody who's unaware, well, the the tower design is different, and this kind of dis, this kind of came from the whole gatekeeper thing. So, because when the gatekeeper dropped, they kind of came out that GKS, uh, you know, suspension setup, and then the you know Ecto, same you know similar thing with the trailing arms. But then with the builder kit too, it's that sort of that upright tower with the inserts is what comes standard as part of of that kit, right? So, because of that, and the way that the shot key on the EPX was designed. It, they don't, they, you know, they're not compatible. And so that was something that was, I was, you know, thinking about was like, all right, well, what is, you know, what, what, what will we do about that issue? And I was trying to think about, okay, do I want to make like an adapter for keys and everything? But it just, it just wasn't working and it was all kind of coming out a little bit ghetto and I didn't really want to do anything ghetto. So, um, the best path forward for what we want to do with all of it was just to, to, to kill EPX pro and move forward with basically the next, um, the next like iteration of, of, of what we had kind of started with that. And so that's, that's, that's kind of the first phase to this is, is, is EPX pro is done. Um, so yeah, that basically, if you can buy them, buy them. After that, like once they go out of stock, they won't be restocked. And that's that. There you go. So are you guys going to be like Apple and now you got rid of the, the Pro? So now you're going to come out with the Pro X? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Um, if, if we're going to release anything new, I, I will say this. If anything new as a follow-up to this, it will be not just marginally you know better if that makes sense like you know that that's something that i really want to try and avoid because like if it weren't for 
we we could have we could have band-aided that issue. That's something we absolutely could have done, but we saw an opportunity within it that we wanted to kind of jump on, right? And so it wasn't necessarily like we definitely chose the hard path. The path of least resistance would have just been making an adapter or something, or the current or fix just was telling just, people to buy yeah, those. The, yeah, get the old, old arms, towers. Your old yeah. old towers. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we kind of saw just an opportunity within it, right? And so we wanted to move forward on that. And so if we're gonna do it. You know, we're going to do it right and we're going to do it the way that we want to do it. And EPX Pro, despite those circumstances, yeah, it could have gone on a lot longer. But then, you know, it went, once we kind of put everything on, on the roadmap, it, it didn't really make sense to carry it on in light of what we're working on. So, yeah, that's hmm. that's essentially what's up. It, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a big and sudden move. But in reality, this is something that. I've known and planned on for the last several months. And whatever it is we're doing, it's going to have the word grande in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> EPX grande. Uh, that, all right. Well, there we go. I, that's the first I've heard that. V2 2.0, all that stuff. So played out. This is going to be grande. Are you going to also come out with the tall and Avente? No, no, I was thinking more like Taco Bell. I was thinking oh, coffee. Oh, I thought you were thinking of like Starbucks. I guess it makes sense because people criticize Taco Bell for removing stuff from their menu that people want. So that too. Yeah, you know, there's that. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that that definitely was not an easy choice. Don't it's even, hard to pull something that's selling, you know. Dude, don't even get me going down that rabbit hole. Yeah. That's a whole nother thing we could talk. It's not even RC related. I could talk about hours. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, that, that's a shame. So everybody out there, go go snag them up. Yeah. And yeah. then write letters to yep. Jay yep. at SOR Graphics. You need to re-release the EPX kit or I will find you <laughs> oh, and wow. I will beat you up. <laughs> My God. There you go. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, for the phase one for what are, what is a pretty, pretty ambitious 2022 roadmap. So, so what are you guys really coming excited. out with your own raid? <laughs> God, 2022, it's going to be called the road to grande. Yeah. <laughs> road to grande. We're going to chronicle the whole thing. It's going to be the road to grande. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right now, here I'll I'll rename the project real quick because it's just Project Grande. <laughs> project Grande. That's, that's, oh that's hilarious. <laughs> but does it have anything to do with Grande, or is it just a word that no. that Jay wants to run with? No, I have no idea where that came from. It's He's grande. coming out with his own it's six be- scale it's version. It's bigger the, and better. It's Grande. Yeah, the EPX six scale. We had we had been calling it V two, but that was kind of just as a preface to getting the the project started. All of that is very undefined at this point. Hence, Project Grande. <laughs> I like that a lot better, though. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Oh God, we're so stupid. It's really unfortunate. I wish we could sell it like that. But that's fine. We can There's, talk about people it. People would not understand our humor. Yeah, it's all right. We can. Project Grande will be a thing that comes up a lot over the next couple of months. So it'll be fun. 
<laughs> You're gonna see the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where that came from, but I don't know it fits though. Glad it, glad it makes you happy. Yep, it does. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but yeah. Oh man. That is that is the deal. Yep. That is the deal. The nice part is though, and I haven't actually done this yet because I haven't ordered hardware, but um the nice part about all this though is that I will finally be able to sell the uh the chassis link risers uh independently. I'll have a limited run of those that'll be able to go that people have been asking for for a while. So that part that was a kid exclusive will that will be its own that'll be its own item until we run out of those and then that's done. Yep. Man, clearing shop. Oh, we're just changing some stuff, that's all. Yeah. Changing some stuff and doing some cleanup along the way. Like it's just we we could like I said, we could have ran it all in parallel. We could have done all those things, but it the the again it just came down to like doing all of this the way we really want to do it and the way that just I the grande really, way just the grande way and the <laughs> only way that I really wanted to do it was to kind of go through and take care of a couple like that wasn't the only issue right like not that there were issues but it's one of those things where I saw areas of improvement that we could make a couple things better and so we could go full grande could go yeah. Dude, so I, you've got. I've already thought of like so many memes, bumper stickers, t-shirts <laughs> you could come up with, and I'm sure people would buy them. You need to get, you need to get the, um, you need to get the picture of, uh, what's his name? God, now I'm pissed. Tom me Selleck. Off. No, it's the it's the one actor, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Oh, okay. You got to get him when he's in Tropic Thunder and say Grande. You never go full Grande. <laughs> never go full Grande. <laughs> We're going full Grande though. <laughs> it's uh, it's already started. Once Grande is in motion, there's no there's, there's no, no stopping, stopping it. it. No. Why does tracks this still put black? stickers on windows instead of just making them clear why do they do that to people i don't know because traxxas can do whatever they want well i'm looking at their their new fortec 3.0 the toyota supra fantastic looking car like the body is really really nice like you know they they're kind of getting like the scale thing figured out it seems like you know especially with the bronco and everything else but then they'll do something like this and do black stickers no idea yeah why they do hobbyists dirty that way because they're not real hobbyists they're still toy grade they're executives that have focus groups and that's how they base all their decisions possibly yeah Oh, you know what? I want to look into. You know what? The UMG six by six saga. 
I want to see when you're coming out with the USNC edition. Oh, the the Halo truck? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think anybody would want to buy that. They'd have to be super lame like me. He's also not allowed to sell it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> lame. There's so much Halo stuff on like all these little Etsy stores and stuff, though. People are probably pretty safe. I think they understand their fan base pretty well. <laughs> on what? a side note, I just, it just popped up on my thing. Uh, apparently, King of the Streets 2022 is all you can start booking rooms at some hotel. Oh, nice. I think it'll be bigger this year. I don't know. Tyler's Avidil just posted something about four hours ago. It says, huh? I imagine it would be perhaps. I don't know. I've, I've got to tell you, I'm kind of just completely out of touch at this point. Yeah. I haven't I've, paid attention to any of that stuff in a long time. Yeah. The whole drag thing just I lost interest in it pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I gotta sell I think I'll just make the announcement now. I gotta sell my um my drag truck or yeah, it's a truck body. So my drag truck, my drag car. Um and I think I'm gonna sell my uh Traxxas four wheel drive slash those are the two cars that just sit. I don't even touch yeah. them, barely look at them. I mean, they just sit. So I think I'm going to, I think I'm finally just going to pull the trigger and put them up for sale. The, yeah, probably not a bad idea. The four wheel drive slash will be a, um, will be a RTR. The drag truck will be an almost RTR. It'll have everything minus the receiver and remote. Since I used the same remote for both of those trucks, but that one that remote came with my four wheel drive slash. So, but yeah, so I think I'm gonna put those up for sale. I was actually, I don't know, I talk about it, but then I look at it and I don't know if I can do it. I've been contemplating selling some of my other rigs just because I don't use them, but it's like, I don't know. Don't know if I'd be kicking myself in the butt later. So we'll I, see. You probably aren't going to miss a drag car any. No, the drag car and the four wheel drive slash. No. Um, some of my other crawlers, like I got my red flatbed that I haven't touched in like three or four years. And it's like, do I just hold on to it or do I sell it? Why, well, so I, why haven't you touched it in that amount of time? Uh, just because, you know, something else comes out and you enjoy uh, driving something okay. else. It's, yeah, that's just typically the evolution. Like, I mean, like, for instance, not that I don't, you know, I don't like it. I have the tow truck. I haven't really driven that in a while. It's just one of those things I haven't been like, oh, you know, I want to go drive this. It's like, um, you know, the 10.3 came out and I've been driving that and, you know, it's just super scale you know, so it fits what I want to do at, you know, when I'm driving it, you know, yada, 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 pretty much stuff like that. 
I haven't touched the the black and gold Jeep for almost two years. Jeez. I think. That's yeah. crazy, dude. I know. I still got to rewrap that thing one of these days. Wonder so A main doesn't carry the UMG ten or the UMG six by six. Like they don't even have them shown on backward or anything. And so I went to Axial's site and they actually still have them. At least they do the six by six. No, and the regular one too. Interesting. They're not showing them out of stock or anything. Wonder what's going on with those. Mm, yeah interesting yeah because I just did the same thing I just searched and I don't see them hmm. that's weird let me try UMG10 and see if anything comes up at all kind of cool to get their interior for the 6x6 while it's still available I always thought that was a cool truck. What? The UMG. I've always thought those were Yeah. Good. Dude, something's funky here. I, I can't find anything on that. Like, they don't have any parts now. What's interesting stuff that pops up when you, you know, search some of this stuff. It's very interesting that some, I typed in Axial SCX to see if, if it would be like, you know, like they just didn't categorize it as a UMG, but I didn't see it. Um, yeah. Racing just came out with some um, SCX 10, three steel rock sliders. They actually look pretty good. They're only 22, 23 bucks. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Was there for the three or the two? The three. But I'm assuming they'd work on the two also because they got the same mounting. Do they? Huh. Yeah, it's the the well, these show the that goes mounts underneath to the bottom of that tray part. That was yeah racing, you oh. said. Uh-huh. Which reminds me, and then we'll probably jump into questions. I got to look to see what questions we have. Um, I still got to figure out how I'm going to mount that the 94 body that Chevy I just got to the chassis. That's the only thing I got to figure out. God, that's pretty cheap. They have a SCX-10-2 aluminum upgrade kit, axle housings, drive shafts, links, a skid. Huh. That'd be kind of something cool to get if you like your first rig was like a honcho or something and you want to like fix it up a little bit. That'd be a cool thing. Yeah. Oh, 
steel, right. rock, steel rock sliders with receiver box. Is that the one you're talking about? No, I got to go oh, look at it again. It was, yeah, just, I was, it was the, yeah, racing SCX three. Oh, the, okay. I see him. Yeah. They look just like 2299. Dude, those do look really nice. Yep. Great price too. Wow. Yeah, those are pretty cool. So, do you want to get into uh, questions? Yeah, we don't have many. Him. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, the first one from Alex Sims is, have you guys tried FPV rock crawling? Might require head tracking. Yeah, probably. I can't imagine trying to do it fixed. No, I haven't because I'd probably get motion sickness. It'd be cool, but yeah, it's it's it'd be kind of annoying to get dialed in to make it fun. I think, but it would be cool. It'd be a fun like challenge at an event or something, you know, like have like a RTR and have a little FPV setup and you know, get through a course or whatever is the challenge, you know, by doing it with the FPV setup. That'd be kind of like a fun, like Axial Fest activity. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Paul Shulman says, what do you do to keep your bench clean and tidy? That is, if it is clean and tidy. Shop back. Huh. So half the time, like I really have to sit there and spend the time, like making sure like you clean it up. Cause sometimes like what I'll do is I'll be working on something and I'll set it off to the side and I'll keep working on whatever it is. And then instead of putting it away or categorizing it, it like sits there. And then like, next thing you know, you're working on something else and you put it off to the side. Like I used to do that with, with uh, takeoff wheels and tires. I literally stack them and they'd sit there and then I have to keep moving them when I'm doing something. And I go, why don't I just put these away or get rid of them? <laughs> yeah. Mine is usually pretty clean. It just depends on whatever I've got going on at the moment. I don't do a ton of wrenching generally at any given time is a thing. So most of it is for like packaging or certain things or disassembling and doing some reverse engineering stuff like that or testing something um i've got a bunch of stuff i need to work through for like my actual cars that you know just some some maintenance and things that i need to do but i haven't gone there yet because i've got trailing arms on the bench i need to package plus really you don't do a whole lot of stuff that's like filthy dirty anyway so your stuff stays pretty nice and clean um yeah 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 for the most part posted a really good picture of your bronco the other day i don't know if you saw that i did not um that's it that thing always photographs so well yeah um chris trudeau asked hey travis for ronafock land thanks for having me on last week always a great time well thank you for joining us it was a lot of fun um 
Yeah, I don't know. Hard, I, I genuinely don't know. I've I've absolutely no insight. Everything that I have tried to put together so far and have talked through hasn't made sense so in my mind. So yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Can't even begin to speculate. I think you'll probably. I, my my early guess was saying this before the show is I'm maybe they're doing something new on their own altogether because I can't think of a company that would take him because it's like him and Bertine. That's a package deal, and it's kind of like the Testmans that that kind of eliminates a lot of things on its own. Um. And then Nick Larosa said, "Have a great show, guys." That's it. Thanks, Nick. Hey, thanks. We did. I am going to check, which I highly doubt. I will check Instagram real quick. No, we just got eleven likes, not one question. Gotcha. That was a super super late post because we actually weren't even sure if we were going to be able to pull this one off. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. I got home a lot earlier than I expected. Which is good. Oh, I have probably the biggest news of 2021 to share right now. Yeah. The biggest news in the RC industry right now. Grande. No, this is actually bigger than Grande. (laughs) Way bigger. You can now get desert lizards with piggyback. Really? I guess not piggyback. They're remote reservoirs. Their description says that that should tell you something right here. These guys are making shocks and it's yeah, racing desert lizard piggyback shocks with reservoir. Piggyback is when the reservoir is attached to the main shock body. These are remote reservoirs. Which, that's funny they use that wording because I actually have to figure out how I'm going to make, replicate my shocks on my 94. What shocks are those? Bilstein 5150s. Oh. Those are good shocks. The piggyback shocks. Piggyback shocks with reservoir. Like you could have a piggyback shock without any kind of reservoir. God, these guys. They're really small diameter too compared to the OG desert lizards. You know, my desert lizards are still like in outer space. Huh? So for my comp crawler, I ordered a set of black 90 millimeter desert lizards. I can't believe you right now. From Amen. I want to try them out, you know, because, (sighs) because they look similar. Like you can set them up similar to the G made transitions but G-Maids leaked really bad. So I was hoping maybe these G-Maids leaked terrible. <laughs> so, because I want a droop shock. I want to be invert the spring underneath the piston so it sucks down, pulls your rig down. You know, it is for a quote-unquote comp rig. Anyways, ordered them from A-Main. I, get, I watched the whole tracking thing says leaves chico goes to sacramento goes from sacramento to san francisco goes down to los altos then back to san francisco then to redwood city 
Then it says out for delivery. Then it says arrived back at the Redwood City Post Office. And then the final message I got, and this was back on November 19th, awaiting delivery scan. What? I have not seen those. How long has it been? Uh, so that was I. Uh, that that last like update was November nineteenth. Jesus. So yeah, they're gone. I've, I keep saying I need to go down to the post office and just complain and be like, uh, "What is going on?" But they're not gonna know. <laughs> no, well, they're gonna have no idea. It well one time. We had an issue with something and I went down there and our mail was sitting there. Weird. So I'm one like so I'm I just I'm just gonna be like, look, I wanna know what the hell's going on and who's replacing them if they're lost. Yeah, no kidding. So I got fifty dollars in shocks floating somewhere. So 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 why can't you believe me you don't you don't like um the desert lizards? No, it's just like this running joke that Travis and I have. Oh. Cuz like everybody wants desert lizards full droop, you know, like it, it's just like you see it so much that it starts to become funny after a while. Oh, uh, okay. So that's all. Okay. Sorry, I disappoint you. It's all right. Grande master. <laughs> I've I've got Grande in my life to make up for your shortcomings. <laughs> uh, shortcomings. I can't believe you didn't buy the reservoir ones. So they weren't out yet. You can get them in 110 millimeters. I don't need 110. So that's the other thing <laughs> yeah, you don't do. realize. You need desert lizards for 110. No. Meters. No. And here's the thing. I'm just going to give some, I'm just going to give our listeners a little information because I learned this the hard way, way back when. So back when <clears throat> I ordered, um, so back when I ordered the transitions from GMade, like, five or six years ago, I ordered, I I had the logic that, okay, these are going to be compressed. So you want to go with the next size up. No, that 110 millimeter means, well, at least with the transitions, that meant it collapsed. It was 110 millimeter. Oh, really? So I was like, yeah. So when I put them on, I I was like, what the hell? So, yeah. So did you just have mega flex? No, I got, I forgot what I did with those. Oh no, those shocks I put, I I put them in my, in like my parts box. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with these. I ended up using them on Shell's dad's, the Red Baron build has those shocks on them because it was perfect. It was a 2-2 rig, so it needed to sit a little taller. So, well, there you go. So then I ordered a set of 90 millimeters and it was perfect. But like I said, I don't know if that's how these are, you know, I'm not a, 
you know, fluent desert lizard connoisseur. Connoisseur. <laughs> yes, you are. Negative Ghost Rider. Don't be don't be shy. No. Those are the first sets I've ever you ordered. Can dazzle us with how much you know about them. That was the first set I've ever ordered. And they still haven't even made it to my house. I want to know what millionaire buys an Intigy camping tent for $275, like the little tent trailer with a pop-up tent. That is a lot of money. I thought it was the RC four-wheel drive one at first because of how expensive it was. Hmm. Yeah, they have like a little camping tent with a roof t- or a camping trailer with a rooftop tent on it, and it's two hundred seventy-five dollars. Yeah, racing has a tent. You know, that is actually pretty cool, though, that you can at least even buy stuff like this. Five years ago, you would have to, like, make a collapsible tent yourself. Pretty much. Well, I think that's also, like, it's actually pretty cool. I didn't realize, like, if you actually look at the the Night Customs, um, the clamshell uh, rooftop tent, yeah, I'm building one of those he, actually. He includes the little paper on what you need to make the fabric part, like yeah, the, the template for it. The pattern for it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's it's uh it's shockingly bigger than you think it is, the clamshell part. Mm-hmm. Like it is big (laughs) i had to print it in four pieces that's how big it was damn yeah it's kind of crazy but like i'm gonna have to glue the halves together and then probably do a lot of like sanding and bondo work and stuff to get it to be nice and smooth unless i can use like some thick ca or something and maybe it'll fill the gap halfway decent but now i printed it was like almost probably every bit of a week to print the canopy part, the canopy door, and then the four pieces for the tent. Like it was pretty lengthy. That was a lot of stuff. And it's going to be a lot of finished work though, just because there's so many big flat surfaces on that, that have to make look nice since it's going to need to be painted. Nice. That'll turn out really good. Yeah, hopefully. I ruined a body the other day. That was pretty cool. A Night Runner one. The paint cr- that? paint crinkled on me. Really? Yeah. I was not happy. I think I can sand it though with a DA and get rid of most of it, knock it down and then spray it in a couple days. I just, 
uh, 2x is weird paint to work with dude like if you have to like get all of it down in one sitting it's not like you can like paint it and come back you know like the next morning and put another coat on or something like it just that paint just doesn't work that way like if i don't know it, it if it's had time to cure and then you paint over it, you've got like this 50, 50 chance of it actually like the solvent softening it up and like making it blow up and crinkle again. It, it's weird. Like I, I just, I don't know. I've gotten mixed results every time that I've tried painting with that stuff. Like the forerunner, the halo one, the green one, mm-hmm. no issues whatsoever. Just went down beautifully. And like, I, I think I took about two days, I think, you know, just multiple coats and everything and got it, you know, nice. This other one just fought it the entire time. I don't understand. Hmm. And the only parts that crinkled is the hood and the roof. Everything else is fine. Weird. All, yeah. All I the can sides, never the bed, all of it. Yeah. I can never understand why sometimes like the paint, no matter what you do to the rig crinkles. It's so gnarly. I don't understand because, like, I've used that paint on all kinds of stuff too, like my drag bodies and stuff. I painted with it, and you know, I didn't have any kind of flaking issues or anything like that. It, you know, I had used like their matte clear on the outside and had really good luck with it. And dude, I just, I don't know, I cannot figure out, like, for the life of me, how to like get any kind of consistent results with that stuff. Because I mean, like. it makes no sense like the halo one's fine and then it's just been a nightmare painting this gray one you know the night runner body and it just it doesn't make any sense to me Hmm. interesting i mean i painted them like a day apart i mean uh, it's you know i i don't know this super frustrating though because it gets really expensive because i'm not gonna strip all that off (laughs) Yeah, stripping sucks. Yeah. Hopefully it'll harden up to where I can sand it here pretty quick. So I don't know. We'll see. Pain in the butt. So yeah, was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? Uh not really. I've I've complained enough. <laughs> I can show Adam what we're working on after we finish recording here. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Cool. All right. right. Well, sounds good. See you guys. Thank you. See See you you. next week. Hopefully fingers crossed. That's the plan.